Welcome back to our first episode of Sofa Sessions. Um, this is part two of the conversation that I had with Luke Rollins. If if you've not listened to part one, I would strongly recommend that you, you go back and listen to that episode. Um, then the, the things that you'll hear in this one will make a lot more sense. Um, but I'm guessing if, you're, if you've clicked on to listen to part two, then you've already listened to part one. So we're just going to jump straight back into it pretty much at the same point from where we left off. Um, I've left about 30 seconds of the last episode in there at the beginning of this one, just to catch you up. Um, so here is part two of our Sofa Sessions episode with Luke Rollins. And I got back to my flat, where we are, where we are now. And mm. At the time, my, my housemate was living here. And he was waiting for me, and he got the kettle on because I've been to a funeral. So, uh, but I came, but nothing prepared him for the mess that came through the door. <laughs> I was just you know, bawling my eyes out, and I just went straight to my bedroom, and um, yeah, I just gave my life to Jesus that night. Wow. And it was, I just to my knees, and I just, I just wept, I just cried, I just hours, I just got it. It must have been two or three hours. I just got all this, just confessed everything, got everything out everything that I was ashamed of, all the stuff I was guilty of, all the stuff I felt dirty about, mm. all the things that I'd messed up, terrible decisions I'd made, put it all out and decided I want you in my life. I can't do this without you anymore. Mm. And, yeah. Wow. And then it, at that point, everything changed. Yeah. Everything changed at that point. So how old were you at that point? 25. 25. Okay. And was, one of the things I was thinking about, because I've grown up in a, in a, I've grown up in a Christian family similar to you, but um, I've obviously had a slightly different uh, journey to yourself. You know, I've not gone to university. I've not done that sort of thing. And But I've um, I've never really had a moment in my life where, you know, I don't necessarily remember giving my life to, mm. to God because I was so young. Yeah. And so it's difficult for me to say what's changed because sure. everything's kind of always been that way. Yeah. But for yourself, what changed at that point? Um, was, was it, instant and obviously you, you obviously you've already said you you, ha- you had a relationship with god mm. um in a slightly different way but um from this point where you were really clear and said i need to change at this point i want you in my life what were the changes was there anything instant were there things that took a while um and just how do you how do you remember feeling at that that time sure there were certain things that changed literally overnight um i woke up next morning and felt physically different Mm. Um, I felt totally free, and 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 I felt physically lifted. Um, physically, things I stopped smoking mm. immediately. I didn't have to try and quit. I didn't have to go onto nic- onto onto nicotine or patches or whatever they are. I didn't have to do anything. Mm. I just stopped. I just I just didn't want to. Wow. Um, I stopped binge drinking. Mm. Again, just just wondered why I would ever ever would. It just stopped. I, I've seen I, I've been privileged to see a fair few miracles that God has performed but one of the greatest ones that he's ever performed for me personally was what I saw him do in my life in the space of days and weeks mm. um, I remember being about three weeks into it and having a sudden rem- memory that I used to take drugs <laughs> and the thought was, was like well it was this strange understanding of did I really do that like yeah. did I actually did, bear in mind that as I said earlier, I had two weeks of repenting, trying to stop all this stuff, and it was miserable, and, and nothing was changing. When Jesus came into my life, 
because certain things like that just died immediately. Wow. I just I I forgot that I did it. Mm. Looking back on it, it's I I felt really it was really weird to imagine me doing it. Mm. Um, and I just stopped. Mm. And I went to church that week. I went to Liberate that week. Um, and just knew that's where I needed to be. Mm. Um, I got baptized in water. No, well, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit first mm. by accident. <laughs> I was totally, <laughs> uh, which is not, which I appreciate, it's not the conventional way they do things, but um, yeah, but <laughs> I'll get to that. But there are certain things that 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 took longer. Yeah, there were yeah. certain processes, and I think this is the. I don't want this to sound like so. I the, the grace of God allowed me to step back into His kingdom after seven years of running away, but. And that is a wonderful truth. And baptism closed a lot of my, uh, all, all the past off. It closed the power of the past away from me, mm. um, for sure. But there are things that, because of decisions that I've made and lifestyles that I've made, there's are, there are stuff, there's baggage that you carry into your Christian life mm. from choices that you've made, which while it doesn't have the power over you, it nevertheless needs to be dealt with. And there are things that had that, that took time for me to sort. Mm. Um, and there are you know, certain sort of, um, I guess, a lot of it is uh, is understanding identity and who yeah. who you are and who Jesus is, and that's and there's a lot of liberty in that, um, total liberty in that. But it's there were certain there's there's baggage that you carry from that uh, which I carry from those seven years mm. that, yeah, ch- which changed everything and it wasn't good, you know, mm. and yeah baptism and the understanding and the revelation of who you are is is the key to, to dealing with that stuff that happened to you in the past mm. but it wasn't like it wasn't there, there, what i'm saying is there were consequences to what to, mm. to, 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 to yeah, it wasn't just a it wasn't just a you know just a, a done deal right everything's rosy mm. certain things died immediately other things didn't mm. and i had and, and there was a long process a lot of insecurities um a lot of things that i'd harbored um, stuff that I had to kind of really confront to help my Christian life which you have the powers now to deal with mm. but they're still need dealing with mm. um, and so you know I'm always whenever I like, like you, 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 you know some people say well I, I haven't got a great testimony of of, of that I got say like, like yourself when I was mm. you know when I was, when, before anything like that happened and that to me is is, is the best testimony because yeah. you didn't have to go through any of that God, you know that yeah. was something which um, you were protected from and kept from that's a wonderful testimony mm. you know of yeah and so it's a yeah it, it's a, the greater miracle in many ways is mm. that you, you, your, your lifestyle was so mm. yeah you didn't have to go through that mm. um, for, for, for those you know I, I, I you know, it was my it was my decision to go through it mm. it was my decision to to, to go to, to, to put myself in those in the situations and pursue something which wasn't of God mm. they were my choices and I paid for them yeah. yeah but God's so gracious and wonderful those things are dealt with and those things are they're all forgiven mm. um, there's a process of sanctification that happens where those things are knocked off you and shipped away from you and taken off you but there were consequences and mm. things I had to deal with but yeah there were, there were some amazing stuff in the early weeks and the yeah. that I saw where things, that was another thing that happened my um, my housemate said to me after three weeks he was like Luke why have you stopped swearing <laughs> I, I said I, 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 I don't know <laughs> yeah, you've just stopped swearing I, 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 just, I just don't have it's just not in my language I, just, I don't know why I've stopped swearing I don't know, yeah. I don't know. but it wasn't, it wasn't me anymore <laughs> you know. so are you still DJing at this point 
I was still and well, yeah, no, no. So I, as soon as I got saved, um, I sold my decks. Okay. And I quit my and I quit, and I quit my residency and cancelled all my gigs. Right. Um, that was a definite decision. Decision just made. Mm. Um, and looking back, that was exactly what I had to do. It was God told me very clearly to do that. Um, you know, yeah, and and yeah, I lost some friends, but the, the but the real friends that I had stayed with me anyway. Mm. A lot of them slightly confused as to what happened to me, mm. um, but yeah, I, I stopped doing. I stopped doing at that point, yeah. um, and just and focused my music on other, on other things, mainly the worship team and yeah. being part of the, of the church. Okay, I'd like to read something at this point. Go for if it. That's possible. Sure. So we'll come on to this, but uh, for everybody listening, Luke has a blog. Mm. Um, the the contents of which will be explained in a minute, but. I wanted to just bring this bit in by reading part of your blog. Sure. That's okay. So this is uh, this is Thursday the 19th of October 2017. Mm. So it says, In October 2016, God woke me up on just another Tuesday morning. Luke, he said, three days of worship in Ibiza. And that was it. The words hung in my mind for a second and then dropped sweeping away the night and throwing back the curtains onto a world of diamond-cut clarity. Three days of worship in Ibiza. It rattled through my head again as I burnt my porridge and struggled to comprehend why I had never thought of this before. I told my wife. She looked at me wide-eyed, silently nodding as it dawned on her as well. We hadn't long returned from a prayer trip to Ibiza, and we knew what God had said out there too. I pulled on odd socks and a t-shirt that clashed and stumbled out to the car. Three days of worship in Ibiza. The vision played out before me throughout a distracted day. God was speaking, something simple, excellent, without agenda, in the opposite spirit, no VIP, no billboards, no big lights, just authentic pursuit of him, cascading with creativity, art, music, totally Jesus-focused, heaven-bent upon transformational spiritual business, uncompromisingly, I'd be, I'd be... I'd be thinking... Ibithenken, uncompromisingly Ibithenken, and all baked in glorious sunshine. Three days of worship in Ibiza. I promptly and embarrassingly did very little. The world crowded in, my confidence lapped, and for two months I flirted with an idea too big for me. Christmas rampaged through, through routine and then festively dissolved into that strange no-man's land of lost time and cold meats before the new year. It was one of those long, meaningless days I picked up my Bible and turned to Jonah, and God spoke again. Luke, about Ibiza, I wasn't joking. I paused as conviction flooded in. Jonah legged it from the task in hand, and it really didn't go too well. I felt God raise a fatherly eyebrow. It wasn't a joke. There was clearly no escaping this, but God, I protested, how? I mean, how? I don't live in Ibiza. I have no professional contacts. I wouldn't know where to start. Message Sarah, he said. Sarah or Sarah? Sorry, yeah. Sarah. Message Sarah, he said, share your heart with her. A week later, she Skyped in from Ibiza. Luke, she said, we've been planning a worship event for the last few months. In October, I had a dream about you at the event here. What you shared of your vision is worded exactly the same as our vision. I think the Holy Spirit is speaking. And I just want to read this last bit. Roll forward 10 months and I find myself arriving at a villa in the middle of the Ibiza countryside. I'll get there. The preparations had been extensive. The emails literally server crippling. The prayer at times quietly desperate. People were flying in from all over Europe. 
There was a buzz on social media. Money had been sown, time had been sacrificed, expectations were high. We had DJs, worship leaders, creatives, artists, prophetic ministries all on board. And I had no idea what I was arriving to. But this was happening, for better or for worse, and sense was happening. So that's the that's part of one of your blog entries, which you write about your times in Ibiza. Explain. Explain, <laughs> Luke. So, you know, I said to you at the start of this that... Um, that I had this idea that at 18 years old, being a Christian was going to be boring mm. and wasn't going to be fun, and mm. that I can have way more fun in the world. And uh, I hope people are getting the, the, the picture of this, that, it, that I could not have been more wrong <laughs> about that. Um, so whilst the world was totally non-fun in every way possible, which I know is not a word, but that's the best thing I could do at the moment, being a Christian and stepping into Christian, uh, stepping into into God's plan is the most fun I've ever had. Mm. It is the most wonderful, wonderful um, joy, and it just it's just it's just such an incredible adventure. At times, it's not always comfortable, but it's an amazing adventure. And and sense is one of is is an example of something of, of what of, of of this adventure that God takes us on mm. if we're willing to go. So. Um, I had plenty of work. I'd had plenty of running with Ibiza before. I'd worked out there for a season um, with twenty four seven prayer, right, on the streets. Um, I spent ten weeks living out there, um, and which which was just a, a, a life changing summer, seeing God changing and impacting people through His love. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing in Ibiza. During that time, I'd met people and I made, I made, I made contacts out there. One of whom was Sarah, who mentioned mm. here. Um, who were part of the Spanish community, mm. and so, yeah, when God woke me up that morning, um, yeah, it was it was like the lights all came on. And I was like, well, this is this is something you know. It's a uh, everyone knows <coughs> if, if everyone I'm sure knows Ibiza to be a a party capital. Mm. It's somewhere where people go to escape. It's known for its excess and its debauchery and its you know kind of everything. Yeah, everything that you want to go and do, you can go and do in Ibiza. It's mm. it's a it's a it's it's yeah, it's a den of iniquity if ever there was mm-hmm. one. Um, it's not known for its for its Christian <laughs> I- impact or its worship, but God is doing something amazing out there, and it's 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 a funny thing that when things are dark, often the light shines even brighter. Mm. Um, so, um, incense was simply a concept that. It was a way of uniting the churches across the island, um, bringing them all together in one place just to worship, very much in line with a lot of prophetic words that have been brought over the island for the last 20 or 30 years. In mm. many ways, it was the culmination of probably a 30-year wait on prophetic words that had come. Um, and it simply involves worship mm. and everyone getting together. And it's a, um, it looks a whole lot of different ways. It's very rustic and very raw, there's some DJs playing. There's Spanish musicians, English musicians, people from all over the world turning up. Um, it's held in the gardens of a big villa. Nice. Um, so this is something that yourself, along with a, a group of other people, founded essentially. Yeah, so. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, as I, God was always very clear with me that this this wasn't a UK thing in Ibiza. This was very much an Ibiza thing in Ibiza, and I was allowed to serve there if I wanted to. It was very mm. clear, and that was. That was how it was always. That was the deal. You know, mm. it wasn't me going over there building something. Mm. I mean, it was him doing something over there and inviting me in, and 
that was the that was how that was how I, how I still go in um, to help. But yeah, I manage what comes over from the UK from a musician side, take care of the worship um, arrangements from like a DJ musician mm. point of view because um, there's a lot of yeah that kind of thing happening over there. Mm. Um, but I don't get involved with the actual um, you know, on the ground logistics mainly because I'm also I'm not there. It's yeah. geographically impossible for me yeah. to do that. But also because I don't want to. It's uh, that's not what God would tell me to do. Yeah. But yeah, you could say I, I kind of you kind of involved in 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 setting it up. Yeah. On a level. Very humble. Well, it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's to be that way. And one of the other things that I know you have been involved with before. I don't know if it's connected to that or not. But or hopefully I'm not wrong. But wrong. Have you had some involvement before in, in going out and reaching out to DJs in Ibiza? Yes. You so have. as part of twenty four seven, when I was out there, that was that was that was part. I guess certainly part of the part of what the work we were doing was was was, was evangelistic, okay. and we were there helping people on the streets. But um, in amongst those, I was ministering to people, people who worked in the bars, yeah. making friendship relationships with some of the DJs who were out there. Um, so that was part, that was certainly part of the of the, of the, of the, of the Ibiza link. Um, my current job, though, um, there's still in terms of working in, 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 where I do the again. There's, a, there's quite a missional aspect to that, mm. um, and that does involve stuff abroad as well as well as well as here. Okay. We we've been out doing doing prayer walks around the island. Um, we've again arranged events and things out there. We've got friends involved, mm. and that kind of thing, who, who we know, and so mm. um, yeah. So certain DJs. Yeah, there the, the, have been relationships formed and sort of friendships made and mm. connections made, and I know God's got a big heart for that industry. Mm. Um, so yeah, but that's a that's a whole yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole new ball game. Yeah, no, it? I just I remember you I remember you talking about that before, and I just thought it was so cool that you know as you've explained on, on this podcast, but you've you've been there in those situations mm. as a DJ, and you know how how dark it can be at times yeah, and difficult, sure. and now. Um, you're in this position where you're able to go out and say, uh, "Look what I found, and yeah. look what I know now." And I just think that's really cool. It's funny really how God cool. turns things around. You know yeah. how I mentioned the girl who spoke to me on the dance floor in my testimony. Mm. Turns out that she was a DJ as well. Really? Yeah. And so, and like you say, having worked in that industry and been part of that system, and understood a little bit about the pressures and the strains and yeah. the temptations and the lifestyle and the lack of sleep and mm. those kind of things means that being able to reach these guys on a level I've got a connection and a mm. way of empathising and a way of connecting with them and mm. talking with them and you know you're just being friends with them and mm. it's, it's, it's this isn't this isn't a, a three point programme this is this is relationship and mm. God tends to muscle his way into the conversations without me having to try mm. <laughs> yeah so I for all the youth listening I would very very strongly recommend reading Luke's blog <laughs> it's uh, so that all all the ent- all the blog entries are from your times in Ibiza. Is that right? Yeah, or mostly. Most I think yeah, most of them are. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some really good ones. You, there is there's one of, uh, about your time at twenty four seven. Team, I think. Yeah, and, it's quite a few. Um, about your times leading worship, and that's really yeah, good. Yeah. But I, it's called getting the boots dirty. Yes. I'll link it on the youth Instagram page. But one final thing. Great, um, what is next for you? Oh. What's next with with all? So obviously you you you've got this work with the DJs and yes. obviously you've got your, your engineering work and yeah. all those things. But have you got anything exciting planned for the next sort of couple of years in terms of the, the IB and the DJing, or are you 
You got any trips out there planned or anything like that? Sure. Um, we're out there in October for for Incense again. Okay. This, is th- this is the third year. Um, and then we've got a bit of a crazy summer lined up. We've got a couple of festivals that we're doing this year. Um, one of which is a we are doing um, outreach. Mm. Working with working with a company called Festival Angels, okay. who send in missionaries and people to help mm. um, in, into the festivals, look after people, basically. So mm. we're doing that in August. We're doing a Christian festival in August. Um, we've got a festival in Leicester at the end of June. Wow. Working way backwards here, um, and then obviously Ibiza um, in October. And beyond that, um, we don't know exactly in terms of in yeah. terms of the DJing stuff. It's all very pioneering so there's no, mm. there's no grid for any of this but we feel like next year will be significant for us in terms of being able to actually do uh, reach out a bit more into the clubs um, on the island of Ibiza as well mm. and, and, and there's a bit of a strategy involved in how that might look but I can't tell you because I don't know mm. God, God hasn't told me yet how that looks but you're, you're going to be busy at least for the next next few months very much so yeah, yeah busy summer okay yeah. I know I just said that was the final thing, but there's on. one more final thing. <laughs> Could you, just to finish, this is vague, but what would your advice be to the youth? Um, in <laughs> It's vague because that is the question. There's nothing specific about that, sure. but for the youth who, um, who are listening to this and thinking about university decisions or maybe thinking about what they would like to do in terms of their passions and their hobbies, mm. what would just a, a single piece of advice be to those guys? Uh, it's it's the only thing I think that it's the simplest thing and it sounds so simple and yet it's so so deep is that we just have to know who Jesus is you just have to know Jesus mm. and it is a relationship and um, if you it is as simple as spending time with him it is as simple as sitting with him it is as simple as reading his word dwelling on him um it's not complicated, but it is an infinitely deep journey. And but if you have your eyes on Him, and if you know Him, um, and His love and His wonderful, wonderful grace, if you know all that, if you know all that, if you know something of that, mm. and you're growing in that, then He will guide your steps, mm. and you'll know where to go and how to get there, um, and you won't go far wrong. Mm. Um, my biggest problem was I took my eyes off Him. It was mm. a, and but it all it all changed when my eyes got back onto him again. Mm. Um, and so if you can do that, and against all the the opposition, and maybe the opposition, and maybe some of the difficulties and the strains, if you can do that, then mm. you won't need anything else apart from him. Mm. That I can guarantee because that's that's all I needed. Mm. He's all I needed. That was awesome. That that was that was so good. I'm just turning to Judith because that how good was that? so oh, good actually. <laughs> really good and and one of the things I said at the start is I just it's difficult to fit it all in in you know, 45 minutes or an hour yeah. or whatever but I just want the youth to catch something of um, life with God is incredibly exciting so exciting incredibly exciting and um, really there's nothing better no there's definitely nothing better and, and Luke is a, such a good example and has such a good story and I'm sorry to do this Luke but I youth you should all grab him and ask him for some more stories because there's with pleasure Luke, seriously that's yeah, yeah i mean luke is involved to. in has been involved in loads of really cool projects and is still involved and, and will be so 
um, too many to even talk about him on the podcast but definitely grab him because he's got some amazing stories but that was an unbelievable way to to kick off this new series Luke thanks for having me on it's a privilege so genuinely it's a privilege thank you for having me on good we will uh, we'll, we'll put the link out to your to blog I mean it, I know there's nothing uh, the, the, there's nothing fairly recent on there because I know no, you only do it really when you're out in Ibiza mm. but they are just great reads I, I read them all when they first came out and I was reading them again this week to just jog my memory of some of them they're just so good so good you're an incredible writer incredible writer so yeah I hope everybody's enjoyed that first episode of Sofa Sessions five more after this um, we do have a couple of definite guests but I'm not going to tell you um, but if you enjoyed that then definitely grab Luke and tell him you enjoyed it send him a message or um, just let him know because we're very grateful for you giving up your time and I'm great, grateful for you giving me pizza tonight. So, <laughs> so thank you, Luke. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Genuinely.